And I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Anan Zaki. Kia ora Anan, and an insurance giant wants more government action on flood protection. Kia ora Charlotte, yes, New Zealand's largest insurance group, IAG, wants the government to prioritise flood resilience as insurance payouts top $1 billion for flood and cyclone damage. A wild weather tracker report by the groups AMI, State and NZI brands says New Zealand is the world's second most exposed country to natural hazards. IAG Chief Executive Amanda Whiting says wild weather is becoming more severe and more frequent and the government needs to prioritise flood protection to help keep insurance affordable and accessible to business and consumers. She says she sees access to timely and rele- relevant information is critical. Through the Cyclone Task Force, the work we did around sharing data came from the insurers in the first place. So uh, we provided information to uh, central government. They shared it with local councils and that formed the basis of some of the decisions around these categorisations. So I think the opportunity here is to collate all of the uh, information and, and risks and be able to provide that to small businesses. And that would also be something that I'd suggest. The more information that businesses and communities have, the better place they will be in understanding them and then being able to make decisions. And IAG says it's also settled more than 90% of claims related to this year's flooding and cyclone damage. Well, staying with insurance, Tower is quitting the commercial rural sector in a bid to focus on personal and small business insurance. The company's commercial rural book generates premium income of about $9 million a year. In a statement to the share market, Chief Executive Blair Turnbull says Tower has been focused on simplifying and improving the efficiency of its business over the past three years. It says from February next year, the company will refer its commercial farm customers to Aon as their tower policies expire. The company will continue to insure lifestyle blocks. Meanwhile, Vero Insurance, owned by Suncorp, says it's upskilling staff across the business to help with assessing the large volume of EQC claims. The Court of Appeal says two Wellington-based bankers have a case to answer over their role as directors and partners in the Dryland Carbon Management Companies. Dryland Carbon is a carbon offset fund managed by Will Leckie and Chris Morrison's company, Lewis Tucker & Co., on behalf of the 50-50 partnership they had with Ant and Wendy Beverly. Nona Palsier has more. The party's venture fell apart after difficulties over the management of Dryland Carbon's first fund, launched in 2019, and the parties went their separate ways. However, Aunt Beverly says Mr. Zlecki and Morrison used Dryland Carbon's intellectual property to advance their own interests with a second fund, leaving the Beverleys out of the deal. This motion will allow the Beverleys to take their case against Lecky and Morrison in the High Court. Lecky and Morrison say they are slightly disappointed about the outcome of the appeal, but remain confident in their position and welcome the opportunity to present their case in court. The case is unrelated to the current activities of Dryland Carbon and Forest Partners. Well, the recently ousted chief executive of OpenAI is discussing a possible return to the company behind ChatGPT, according to international media reports. The sacking of Sam Altman sent shockwaves throughout the tech world, given the profile of the man who's been the face of generative AI since the launch of ChatGPT. 
but there are now reports of moves to get him reinstated to the tech company that is estimated to be worth around 90 billion US dollars. Wedbush Securities senior equity analyst Dan Ives told Morning Report the sacking by OpenAI's board was a major shock, especially to its key investor Microsoft. I think here it was really more the board was way over their heads in terms of trying to navigate the direction of open AI with Microsoft that's invested $13 billion and ultimately a company that's probably worth $90 billion or more. And, and, and this is one where it was a 501c, a nonprofit that's morphed into something that's really changed the nature of technology. And I view this as a train wreck situation. It could have been it could have been handled a hundred ways better, you know. And I think it's something that the board significantly miscalculated what it was doing. And I believe probably by the end of the day, uh, th- this board is out. And news agency Reuters reports Sam Altman is already discussing a possible return to open AI. Dan Ives believes he'll be back with the company if he's not at open AI. He could go to Amazon, he could go to Google, he could go to X with Musk, he could go to Apple. That's the biggest risk here. This is like Zuckerberg getting thrown out of Facebook. Dan Ives says investors are pressuring OpenAI to reinstate Sam Altman by the time Asian markets open for trading. Well, let's check in on the financial markets, and we're joined now by Malika King of Craig's Investment Partners. Uh, kia ora, Malika. How's the local share market looking today? Kia ora, Nan. Yeah, after a good week on equities we, uh, markets last week, our market's actually down 20 points, or point, point 0.2 of a percent at 11,157 points. Uh, looking at the NZX10, A2 Milk's up $0.06 cents at $4.36. Auckland Airport's up 2 cents at $7.75.5. EBOS um, is in that trading halt still, pending an announcement of the potential acquisition of Green Cross in Australia. Fletcher Building's flat at $4.50. Fish and Paykel Healthcare is up $0.12 cents at $22.09. Infratil's down $0.01.5 cents at $9.98.5. Main Freight's down $0.98 cents at $64.07. Meridian's uh, up $0.01 cent at $5.01. Ryman's down $0.03 cents at $5.64. And Spark is flat at $5.03. Okay, how's it looking over in Australia? Um, so we've seen those higher oil prices lift um, energy stocks over there, but it's actually uh, flat on the ASX 200, up just four points, seven thousand and fifty-three points. ANZ's up ten cents at twenty-four seventeen. BHP's down thirteen cents at forty-six dollars forty-eight. CBA is up forty-five cents at one hundred and two dollars ninety-one. CSL's up twenty-nine cents at two hundred and fifty-eight dollars ninety-one. NAB's up seven cents at twenty-seven dollars eighty. Rio's down 73 cents at $124.89. Westpac's up 3 cents at $21.13. And Zero's up 94 cents at $102.18. And that takes us to the New Zealand dollar. And can we also have interest rates, oil and gold, please? Sure. We're just sitting under that 60 cent US level, buying 59.96 US cents, 92 Australian cents, 48.1 pence, 54.96 euro cents, 89.84 yen, 4.3275 yuan. Um, 90-day bank bills are at 5.645%. The five-year swaps at 4.695%, and the 10 years at 4.793%. Gold's $1,978 US an ounce, and 
uh, Brent crude is $80.72 US a barrel. Thanks, Malika. That's Malika King of Craig's Investment Partners with our market update. News and numbers updated for you around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlotte, that's business. Kia ora.